What's going on, everybody? Ah, is it really happening? Yes, it is. I'm doing a new podcast episode. It's another episode of To Be Continued with Cristela Alonso. And as always, I am Cristela Alonso. I, how are you guys doing? All of my four listeners, how are all four of you doing? I hope you're doing great. I know, I know it's been a long time. I just, I decided to do one right now just to catch everybody up on what's been going on with me and just checking in to see how everybody's doing out there. How you guys doing? Um, you know, today's, uh, I'm wearing a vintage t-shirt. It says, aren't you hungry? It's from Burger King. Uh, I found this at an out of the closet. That's a thrift store here in West Hollywood. It's a chain, but I got it here. I got it in that location. Uh, let me just start by saying, I did a show in San Antonio uh, like a couple weeks ago and I did a book signing and, and someone, a couple, asked me to sign their books and say that they were listeners seven and eight of the podcast, which I did because I was under pressure, but let's face it, there is no seven or eight listeners. I don't even have a fifth listener. I have four listeners of this podcast. So I just wanted to say, if you read that book, it's lies. I only have four listeners. All right, so how's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing great. Uh, I am right now currently doing pretty good. I'm in a good mood right now. I'm, uh, I just did a show last night at Comedy and Magic, uh, one of my favorite clubs, if not my favorite club to perform at. It's in Hermosa Beach. It's the first comedy club that really let me, like, headline, gave me stage time. It's the space where I shot my, the set that I submitted to Conan that I ended up doing for late night that ended up getting me my TV show. I love and respect that club so much. Did a Wednesday night. I hadn't played a night there in a very long time. And um, the show is sold out. And I just want to thank everybody that if you came to the show last night, I really appreciate it. It means so much to me selling out the club on a Wednesday night. You know, um, I had such a great time. And I also had a couple friends with me uh, on the lineup and, you know, they were great too. Everybody had a great show from beginning to end. So I want to thank everybody. Um, I have a couple shows left throughout the year, you know, in case you want to check me live. Uh, my next show is actually in El Paso or, you know, if you guys can't speak Spanish, it's called The Step. So I'm in The Step, Texas. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm doing El Paso one night at the Plaza Civic Theater, I think, the Plaza Theater. It's uh, October 14th, and I want to say that the show is at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Tickets available at my website, cristelaalonso.com, or you can go to the Plaza Theater's uh, page, and I will link it up, you know, when I post this, um, when I post the podcast in a little bit. I'm also going to do a weekend of shows coming up in Austin, Texas at Cap City, Comedy Club. I haven't played that venue in a couple years, so I'm glad to finally come back. Austin, look, I just, I don't want to give you a lot of pressure, but, you know, if I come back, it's because of how the crowds were this this time around. And, you know, just to let you know, if you're going to be in the neighborhood anyway, um, checking out some racing, I'm at the same time that, like, the racing's happening at the, um, at the racetrack in Austin, so... You know, 
daytime races, nighttime shows with me, whatever. And then after that, I'm also doing a weekend in, let's see, I've got Austin, Texas, Cap City Comedy Club. I've done, I've got a Sacramento Punchline in, guess where? Sacramento. Um, I'm doing Ontario Improv, the one in California, for Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and I'm doing a show, I'm doing a weekend of shows at the Addison Improv, Dallas, Texas. So Addison Improv, if you remember, if you've heard me mention it before, Addison Improv is actually where I started. I was an office manager of the club before I started doing stand-up. And working at that club finally made me make the choice to try stand-up. And I'm so glad I did. So those are the cities I've got coming up. Austin, Texas, Sacramento, Ontario, California, um, Dallas, Texas. But coming up next week, El Paso. Also, uh, I'm selling merch now. I have t-shirts. I have cap. I have a cap. I have a keychain. And get this. My brothers are selling the merch, like my actual brothers. They, they're going on the road with me and they're selling the merch. If you've seen me in the past year talk about, you know, do my, my set, my hour, uh, you'll know that I talk about them towards the end of the show and you can finally meet them in person. So you know that I'm not lying about how they are, especially the older one. Um, so I hope to see you guys there. Um, if you're seeing this in video, you'll see that I have long hair in this podcast. And if you saw five months ago, my hair wasn't as long and it really makes no mathematical sense that I have this long hair, but, um, I'm going to be upfront. I'm wearing extensions. I'm not even kidding. Like get this. I was at a salon. I don't want to brag getting a facial. Um, and, uh, the salon moved locations into, you know, my place moved into a salon, into a new location. And they have a colorist, his name's Izzy. And um, he was looking for a hair model to practice doing extensions on because this salon is known for their extensions. Um, it's in Beverly Hills. And they do extensions for like all the celebrities, right? JLo, Beyonce, like anybody, like, I, you know, whatever. And, um, my, my facialist after the facial said, you know, you should meet this guy. I think your hair, I think you'd be good for the model. And I was like, okay. And we met and he had the extensions and they matched my hair color. And he was like, oh my God, can I do your hair? Can I, would you like to try extensions? And I was like, screw it. Why not? You only live once. Right? So I got extensions and I got to tell you, I love them, but let me tell you, it's kind of weird because I felt, I felt a little, uh, right when I got them. I felt a little fancy. Like I judged myself and things that I was doing with the extensions. You know, I, I felt, I felt like I was too dressed up to do things that I normally do, you know, like go to target. Like I'm like, I got extension hair. I can't go to target. I, I should be going to Nordstrom. You know, you gotta step it up a notch. And, um, I've been really having fun with it, you know, and it's, it's, it's weird because the extensions made me kind of, um, go into, other things, you know, it's about self-care in a way. And if you don't know what self-care is, it's when you take care of yourself. <laughs> I'm here to explain things to you in case you didn't know. Um, you know, it's one thing that I'm very open about is going to therapy and, uh, my therapist and I talk a lot about how sometimes I, I struggle with depression 
And I, I've been struggling with depression for the past couple of months. And because I'm on medications, it doesn't hit me as hard as it used to before medications. But, you know, I acknowledge, I, I can feel when it's happening. And my therapist always tells me that in order to, to help me get out of the slump, I need to really make myself do things that make me happy. And I have to admit, it's like, I've, I haven't been doing that lately. You know, um, I love doing Pilates and I love hiking. And because of the travel that I've been doing, I haven't had the chance to do the things that I like doing. And, you know, it's funny when I got the extensions, I liked the way that my hair looked, which made me like the way that I looked. And immediately that started this like domino effect where all of a sudden I thought, you know what? you're going to make time to start doing Pilates again. And I looked up, um, the studio that I used to go to, you know, closed many years ago and I was doing privates with an instructor and then she moved and, um, I've got I was MIA from a Pilates studio and I found one that I love. And the moment I went back, I thought I was going to be really uh, sore, really out of shape. You know, when you exercise for a long time and then you stop exercising and then you go back to it. And then while you're working out as a comeback, it feels like nothing. You work out and you're like, Dude, I got this. Like, oh my God. Then the next day you're thinking, why am I sore there? Like what, what I didn't even work out that part of my body. Why does that hurt? Um, that didn't happen to me. And it made me feel so good to do Pilates it put me in a good mood. And then I started thinking, God, I think my therapist is right, which she should be for what I pay her. And, you know, that made me start thinking, what other, what other things make me happy? What brings me joy? And, you know, it kind of extended to getting my nails done. You know, like, I like getting my nails done, but I stopped doing it. It's funny how when we get into a slump, at least for me, when I get into a slump and I don't feel great, I just stop doing things that make me happy. Like, you know, and then what happens is, guess what? I'm not happy. So I start just kind of being in this lull and it's so hard to climb out of it, you know? And usually I don't do things like this, you know, to get me out of a rut, but it's funny, the extensions made me really want to do something that I, I don't normally do, you know, for myself. And uh, I started doing all these things. I started making a list of all the things I do. And I noticed within days I was feeling a lot better. And it was so weird because I realized how the first step of actually starting to do something was the hardest. But once I started doing it, I felt good. I felt happier than I have in a while, you know, and it's, look, it's, it's a very interesting thing. I do stand up, you know, I, I, I go around, I do shows and I try to make people laugh, but sometimes I'm not in the mood to laugh. You know, sometimes it's hard. I think when I think about it, that's one of the reasons that I started doing stand-up and you know it's just me well I love doing stand-up but one thing I've learned is that looking back on my life 
I've always wanted to make everybody around me feel good. And that started with my mom, you know, my mom, single mom, you know, had four kids, did so much by herself. And I remember being a little kid and seeing her and thinking that there were times that she looked so sad. And, and why wouldn't she, right? You know, that times, times are hard sometimes, you know, and as a little kid, I would try to cheer her up and I'd try to make her laugh and I would do all these silly things, you know, and, you know, we used to watch soap operas and I would act out the soap operas for her because they were in English. So I'd translate them into Spanish and, and she would laugh and it made me feel so good that I, I made her laugh and and I realized that that's just my nature. You know, I was that kid in school that always wanted to make everybody laugh, wanted them to feel good. You know, and as I got older, I realized that the reason I wanted them to feel good is because I didn't. It's that thing where you want to make people feel the happiness and joy that sometimes you don't feel, you know? And, and I realized that that's, that's me. And I got to tell you, even when I'm in a slump, when I do these shows, oh, it means so much to me. I can't tell you how happy these shows make me. It's just this thing that I can't describe. I've been doing stand up for 20 years. I just celebrated my 20th anniversary in stand up on Labor Day. And 20 years in, I still can't believe that I get to do this for a living. You know, how many people get to say that they do what they want to do like as their job, you know, especially from coming from a family like mine, you know, where we, you know, very blue collar, very paycheck to paycheck, you know, it's like, you know, it's kind of funny actually when I look at my family and see where, where we've ascended to, you know, because growing up we did have, you know, we believed in these jobs that, you know, that were physical, that were manual labor because they would pay and they were, you know, they were the ones that we could get. And sometimes, you know, I think about, and my sister worked in, you know, like helped run a call center for years and stuff. And, you know, she, she had a stroke a couple of years ago that made her stop working. And she's done so much, pro she's made so much progress, you know, but like my brothers are teachers, one's retired now. And it's just like, I think about where we ended up in life and the things that we have access to and the things that we're able to do and, and you know, me, right. You know, it's like, I've wanted to do this all my life and I get to do it. And I start thinking it's so, it, it's such a gift to be able to have those opportunities, you know? And it's funny because the overall theme, I guess that I'm noticing, just as I'm talking to you off the top of my head is that I love, I love to try to make people feel good, but I struggle so much to make myself feel good. And that's something that I really want to work on, you know, and I've got to tell you, I'm going to be very honest. Uh, you know, it hasn't been easy to get to do what I, what I want to do. 
And I've been very vocal about problems I've had in the industry. And, you know, one of the biggest problems I've I, I feel like I, I constantly struggle with is people not listening to what I'm saying. You know, everybody assumes, everybody tells you that they listen, but they don't really hear what you're saying, you know? And it's this thing where throughout so many years, I've felt kind of powerless at times. I feel like ignored at times. And it's been this thing where I guess at times I get very down about like, you know, like I guess we all do with our jobs, right? I start thinking, well, what's next? What do I want to do? What, what is it? And I gotta tell you, I know it sounds like I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to appeal to people. Like I'm just making it up, but I mean it. It's like the people that support me, man, they really, they make me feel so much better at times that I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised at how much their support affects me, you know? And I guess I'm talking about all of you. You know, one thing that I talked to my friend Steve about, I talked to him about how sometimes it's so hard to keep going, you know, and how when I have these moments where I think it's so hard to keep going, I always tell him, I wish I had a sign. I wish I had this, this sign that I was being sent to tell me, Hey, keep going. And I gotta tell you months ago, you know, it's like, um, I don't really use social media, I think. Well, I'm learning. Now I'm using it more. But, like, usually with social media, I, I never used it to, you know, like, people started posting videos of their stand-up and, you know, and, and it always felt weird for me to do that because I, I came up in stand-up when you didn't do that. A lot of times comics didn't want to post their jokes because they didn't want people watching it until it was recorded or something, you know? And even then, once you shot a special, you never really posted clips of that special. So it's a new thing. And I started seeing so many people post their clips from their standup. And, you know, like I was talking to Steve about like, just having this moment, like, I don't know what to do. And then he's like, you know, you should start posting clips. And I thought, eh, I don't do that. And he's like, well, try it. And I'm like, I've been thinking, but what would I do? Blah, blah, blah. And I decided, you know what? I mean, why not? What do I have to lose? Nothing, right? So I started posting some clips and I got views. And then this one clip that I, that I posted from my, my second Netflix special, Middle Classy, it's about how, you know, I'm getting older and how I really kind of consider myself an iPhone six and I posted it and it went viral. And I couldn't understand that people were watching this video that they, you know, like, and sharing it. And, you know, I think last time I checked, it was, it had like 15 million views on Instagram. 
Like it had gotten millions of views on like Facebook and TikTok, but, and it blew my mind because I had never gotten anything seen as much as that. And it was so surprising to see such a reaction from everybody that most people really liked it. You know, obviously there's a couple haters, but you realize that, you know, sometimes when people troll, it just, it feels so disingenuous that it's hard for you to care about it. Like you realize that it's, it's just who they are as people, how they function as people, and you can't take it personally, you know? But the sharing and the support, I kept telling like friends of mine, like, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that people, that anybody would watch my stuff like that. And then one day I considered, I realized that that was kind of like a sign for me that um, it's possible for people to actually like my stuff. And I know it seems simple to say it, but you know, at the same time, uh, it's simple to say it, but hard to accept, you know, because, you know, again, like I said, I've been through a lot with this industry and, you know, having been part of projects constantly that don't get marketed, that don't get promoted, you know, you start wondering, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, even though you know that it has nothing to do with you, that the marketing and promotion and everything, that's something that, that the, the big, the big bosses control, right? But, you know, after multiple projects that just don't get promoted, you start wondering what it is that you did. And then you realize that you did nothing. But that clip going viral made me think, no way. You mean people actually liked my joke? The joke that I wrote? The joke that I spent? When I write jokes, it, it takes so long for me to write because I, I really try to, I try to get laughs in everything that I say, you know? And I know that that's the job of a comic, but it's like sometimes I'll overanalyze it and I take my time with it and I record every set that I do. I've been doing that since the beginning. And if I say something differently, I'll listen to the set right after the show and and write what I write what I said exactly the way I said it because it got a laugh, you know. So it was so great to have people like that clip, and I started getting followers, and it was like this thing where these followers came out of nowhere, and now I just. It was the support that just made me so appreciative and so grateful. And that also helped me think, well, I guess I can post more clips. And, you know, and I, by the way, you know, it's like I've been, and, and they get views. Before I move on, I want to talk about, in case you've seen it, the joke that I'm talking about. One of the criticisms that I would get or that I still get about this joke and, you know, it's people saying like, I, I talk about in the joke, I start the joke by saying, you know, uh, I, I was 43 when I shot the special. So it's a year ago, right? So it's like at 43, I'm not old, but I'm not young. You know, it's like, I'm right in the middle. 
Like, I'm kind of like an iPhone 6, you know? There are people that would be so critical and say, nah, you old. Don't worry, you know, you're old. And I started thinking how I don't, I'm not old. I don't consider myself old. But it bothers me that people think like that. That they would think that that 40s is old. Because the way that I see it, a lifetime, if you're lucky enough to live like the lifespan of a person, average, you know, that could be 70s and 80s. So at this point, I'm in the middle where I still have, if I'm lucky to live that lifespan, I still have the amount of life that I've lived now, I still have that left. How can I consider myself old? How can anyone consider that old? You know, and it's funny because you start seeing these reactions from people and you start thinking, you know, that's what I started noticing from people, that so many people thought that 43 was old. Then I started thinking like, God, imagine still having another one of your lifetimes, like what you've lived so far left, and you think you're done? You think you've peaked? I don't really, I, I don't respond to people like that because that's just what their thinking is. And you can't change their thinking. That's just how they exist. That's what they believe in, you know? Just like I believe that I'm halfway done throughout my life. I still have so much left, you know? But, you know, it, it's interesting how when something gets attention, you really get the opportunity to see all these people say what they think and how they process things and you think and sometimes when you see things that people you know believe that are so opposite of what you believe you think wow i I guess that's who you are it's just interesting right but i started i started posting more clips and they were getting seen more you know and even recently last week i guess I posted this old joke from my first special from Lower Classy, the one on Netflix. I shot it in 2016. And, you know, just so you know, I love football. I love basketball. And the joke is about how much I love the Cowboys. Now, being a fan of a team is hard. But being a fan of a team like the Cowboys is brutal. Because... The the hatred that people have towards the Cowboys, just for you liking the Cowboys, they will say awful things to you because you like that team. So growing up for a long time, like I wouldn't tell people that I like the Cowboys. And then as an adult, I'm like, look, I love the Cowboys. Like, let's do it. Right. Um, so I, I get excited every football season. And so far this season, Cowboys' first two games, they scored 70 points combined in their first two games. Awesome. Their offense looked great. Their defense looked great. Everything was going, like, smooth. Then our third game, we go up against the Cardinals, and we just, like, like, the third game felt like I had dreamt up the first two games of the season. You know, and... Being a Cowboys fan, I am aware that sometimes the Cowboys, when we go up against the Cardinals, we just, like, we blow it. So I was feeling really down, you know, just as anybody would when their team loses. 
about the Cowboys playing so, you know, not looking great, you know, losing. And I was nervous about this past week's game, you know, because I'm thinking, God, please don't let this be, be the beginning of like every season, you know, because I started thinking it's just, I don't know. I'd like to think that a lot of like team, like fans of teams, regardless of what sport it is, you know, when you start at the season, you're perfect. You have a chance to like win. You have the chance to be the champion that season, you know? So you start off the season with so much hope. And then as the season progresses, most of us, most of our teams, because only one can be the champion, you know, ends up kind of like, they, you know, you start losing hope, right? And you start thinking, this is going to be one of those seasons again, right? But you still have hope. I was thinking about that and I remembered that I had a joke about that in my first special and I posted it after the Cowboys, a couple days after the Cowboys loss about being a cowboy and just being so disappointed when your team doesn't win and it went viral, you know, and I started thinking, wow, maybe I'm starting to think that maybe the things that I say are actually relatable to a lot of people who knew. And I got to tell you, feels good. Feels good because it just makes me feel like, hey, keep doing what you're doing. I guess, I guess I should take my own advice. You know, sometimes we don't take the advice that we would give others. Sometimes when uh, comics, when like younger comics ask me for advice in stand-up, I always tell them that they need to write, they need to be personal. And they need to write what they think is funny. You don't write what other, what you think other people will think is funny. You don't write and think about like, what would make people laugh and go off on something that's not who you are. And, um, I always tell people, it's like, you'll find the people that like you and that will go and see you if you do that. And if you do that, then you never have to worry about trying to keep up this appearance of someone that you're not. And you know, it's funny because I believe that that's what I try to do. You know, that I try to write the things that make me laugh, the things that I can write about and the way that I like to write and talk about it. But sometimes you do need that reminder. I need that reminder that there are people out there that like it. And you know, it's funny in, in the hour that I'm doing right now, I talk about how, like, I talk about struggling with low self-esteem and how, you know, some of it comes from like my Catholicism, you know, I make a joke about it, about how, like, I didn't grow up with self-esteem because I grew up Catholic and I was taught that, you know, you always had to be humble and modest and everything and almost to a fault. So it's been very interesting these past, you know, couple months I've been on the road so much and, you know, I've been kind of having these lulls. I've been having ups and downs, you know, and just feeling more down than I normally would like to feel, obviously. And then all of a sudden I started feeling better. Once I started trusting in myself, which some of us tend to do. And then we forget 
to do that. Once I started trusting myself and posting more of my clips on social media, it made me feel kind of more connected to people, you know, in a way that I hadn't before. It made me happy. And then I ended up getting these extensions, <laughs> you know, which led to having this like revival of energy and just positive outlook that makes me feel like I'm in a great mood right now. You know, and it's funny. Like, it seems ridiculous that I say, you know, that I talk about these extensions and what, you know, how they made me feel. But I think that what it is, is that I guess I realize that sometimes I consider myself a tomboy. I am a tomboy, you know, in certain regards. And I always equate being a tomboy with being like um, low maintenance, you know? And I think I'm going through this moment now where I realize that it's not about being low maintenance because I like being high maintenance too. You know, I like getting my nails done. I like getting facials. I like getting my hair done. You know, like I, I have a, a cool closet of cool clothes. You know, I just pick and choose when I want to be high maintenance and low maintenance. And then I realized I'm middle maintenance. Like I pick and choose whenever I want to get dressed up and whenever I don't want to get dressed up. Then I started thinking, like, for the longest time growing up a tomboy, I thought that I had to shun all the things, you know, that would be considered high maintenance because I'm not high maintenance, right? And then I thought one day, why do I have to do that? Who said I had to? And now I've, I guess, you know, it's funny at 44 now, I'm understanding that just like my joke said, where I'm not old and I'm not young, I'm right in the middle. I guess I'm starting to understand that I'm not high maintenance. I'm not low maintenance. I'm right in the middle. And that is something very interesting that, that I wonder, you know, going into it more, because I'll talk about it on stage where it leads me to, but that's kind of where I am right now. I'm not high. I'm not low. I'm in the middle both with my mental health, with my life, like age-wise, with the effort I choose to do, use on myself and how I look, just everything. And when I think about it at the end of the day, being, being in the middle and being medium is actually a really good thing for me because being in the middle means that I can be anything. And I hope that some of you think like that too. I guess I wanted to record this podcast just to say hello. And honestly, thank everybody for the support. Thank you to the new followers. If you've made it this far in the podcast, uh, I have this podcast that I do. It's called to be continued. I've had it for a couple years. I stop and start it all the time. I constantly talk about what a struggle it is to do a podcast because, because of the low self-esteem. Because I, I start wondering, I start questioning myself and thinking, who would help, who, who would want to hear this? Who would be invested in a podcast? And I stop, you know, it's, it's a stop and start podcast, which is why I call it to be continued because it never really ends. And, you know, 
I stop and start it because a lot of times I get busy and a lot of times I struggle with mental health. And I think it's good to be open about it and to be honest about it because so many of us go through that and we never tell anyone. But thank you to everybody that has supported me, that continues to support me, that is a new follower that just discovered me. I can't tell you how much it means to me. And uh, I hope that I get to meet some of you on the road um, as I do more shows. I'm setting up my 2024 calendar right now. 2024 dates that I have confirmed, I'm doing Las Vegas, I'm doing uh, Milwaukee, I'm doing Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, San Jose, San Antonio again, uh, Portland, and a couple more that I, I'm struggling to remember because I think we haven't confirmed those fully, but but I will confirm them. So new 2024 dates will come up, uh, will be posted whenever I can, whenever they're all official and tickets are available to uh, be sold. And just as a reminder to finish off 2023, remember I'm doing El Paso next uh, next week, October 14th. It's a Saturday, it's un sábado. And uh, then I'll be doing Cap City and Austin, Texas. I'll be doing the Sacramento Punchline in Sacramento. I'll be doing Thanksgiving weekend at the Ontario uh, Improv in here in California, not Canada. And uh, a week in Addison Improv, first, uh, first or second week of December, I think. Second week of December, I think. So tickets are available at my website, Christelle Alonso. And thank you so much for uh, t- checking this podcast out. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope everybody, I hope everybody tries their best and realizes that the best that they can do is the best that they can do. Uh, thank you so much for everything. And to my four listeners, not seven, not eight, four, uh, you know, maybe I'll get to a point someday where I can do this podcast live at a club or something, but I'll have to figure out where all four of you live and try to get you guys together. So, Until next time, this is another episode of To Be Continued with Cristela Alonso. And as always, I am Cristela Alonso. Bye, everybody. Take care.